is Bloomberg Surveillance. I think if there was ever a year to say in an outlook that you have no idea what's going to happen, 2016 has been the year. The yen is a safe haven currency, so the yen is likely to see most weakness when risk appetite is firm, when people are using the yen as a funding currency to move into higher risk assets. I'm starting to see a lot of different regions, including the Eurozone, including the emerging market uh, economies in the United States, turn upward with their economic reports. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keener. Friday coming up, an intelligent conversation on the massive confusion over strong yen. I can't think of a story in years that has had so much bewilderment story to story within the business media. We're going to bring continued clarity on that uh, with John uh, Vale. Right now, a Forex report will lead with yen, the Forex brief. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best. Retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. A 108.66 on yen. That's a full big figure above the strongest point yesterday, 107 and change. And we've come back a little bit, but nowhere near where Mr. Abe would like yen. We'll get to that. The euro has not advanced with the yen. 113.65 on euro, and that gives you a euro yen. Take out the dollar. The number of yen Compared to Euro, 123.50. That's down from a 126 level eight cups of coffee ago. So there's stronger yen, weaker Euro. Sterling, 140.94. That means David Wilson can't afford the junket to London this weekend. We need, we need like a 138, David, to really make the math work. What, what is this we? We. We go, you, it's like we when they go. asked Janet Yellen, when they asked Ben Bernanke last night, "How are you going to shrink the Fed's balance sheet?" And he said, "I'm not going to." She is <laughs> right. There you go. It's all about you know personal responsibilities and plans. And Who everything. has the responsibility at Yahoo right now? I mean, the, the, what a game this is into the weekend. Well, it sure is. And uh, Verizon plans to make a first round offer for the company's web business next week. That's according to people familiar with the matter. They said Verizon is willing to buy Yahoo's 35% stake in Yahoo Japan as part of a deal. And shares of the Japanese company climbed 6.4% today. That uh, helps explain why Yahoo itself is up 1.5% in early trading. Speaking of deals, NXP Semiconductor up 2.5%. The chipmaker's considering a sale of its standard products business. According to people familiar with the matter, they said the unit has attracted interest from Chinese suitors. CME Group, on the other hand, down about 2.5%. The Brazilian exchange owner BMNF Bovespa sold its entire 4% stake in the U.S. company and gave up its seat on CME's board. The sale amounted to $1.2 billion. Uh, BMNF Bovespa will put the proceeds toward the purchase of a Brazilian over-the-counter market. Anadarko Petroleum up 2.5%. The energy company offered to buy back as much as a billion dollars of notes maturing next year. The repurchase may cost Anadarko 6.5% more than the notes face value. Nonetheless, the possibility going over well. Gaps down 6.5%. The apparel retailer's March sales dropped 6%. Of stores opened more than a year. Analysts only expect the same store sales to fall 5%, according to a retail metrics survey. Sales were disappointing at Old Navy and Banana Republic, as well as the Gap's namesake chain. Under Armour. Now, this gets a little tricky. The athletic wear maker effectively split its shares two for one by handing out a new class of non-voting stock. Now, this distribution is similar to one made two years ago by Google, which is now Alphabet. 
So if you look at Under Armour on a Bloomberg screen right now, it says the shares are down 46.5%. Well, if you adjust for the stock split, you are talking about a price that's 7% higher than it was late yesterday for the existing voting shares of Under Armour. So it's going to be one to watch and pay attention to. You finished Friday with that complexity? Well, I got a couple more for you if you want. No, one more. One more. Bonus round. One more. All right. Depot Med, up 16%. The developer of oral drug delivery technology faces a possible proxy fight with Starboard Value. The activist investor disclosed that it owns the equivalent of a 9.8% stake and has called for a special meeting of shareholders. When I say bonus round, you're supposed to come back with Chenier off the bottom, 24 up to 38, rolling over a little bit here. As well. Well, let's see. They're doing LNG. Yeah, tankers are heading out. uh, I guess uh, there's a a fifth tanker that has been loaded at the Sabin Pass, the uh, export terminal. So there you go. Right. Before we get to John Vale, I want to say thank you to you for your years of work at Bloomberg in writing deeply intelligent music articles. People are raving about your Merle Haggard article of the other day. Raving about it. I mean, it's really cool. Well, thank you, Tom. And Merle Haggard saved Bakersfield, and some would say saved country music as well. Let's move on to Japan right now. We spoke with Robert Feldman this morning of Morgan Stanley, and now John Vale to give us wisdom on what has occurred. John, I can honestly say I have never seen bewilderment over the why of strong yen, the wither of strong yen, and the response of the government of Japan to a strong yen. Let's back up and say why the bewilderment, why the the cacophony of ideas and themes around Japan right now. Uh, Good question. Uh, Yes, many people are bewildered. uh, And it's because it's not very logical what's happening to the yen. It's not uh, fundamentally driven. It's more speculatively driven. So it could easily unwind very quickly. So the markets are testing the Japanese government. Well, I'd say the speculators are, if that means markets. Um, uh, But it's, yeah, it's definitely gotten very, very uh, uh, strong recently, but it could uh, reverse very, very quickly. Where does Nico feel fair value is? That's always a loaded question. I've done technical extrapolations, this answer, that answer. What's the Nico answer? We think it's going to be more like 115 or 116 six months from now, but oh. uh, it could be uh, it could be stronger in the short term. But I, I sort of doubt it. It seems to me like uh, it's 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 very difficult to get the yen a whole lot stronger from here because the fundamentals just aren't that strong in in Japan. Well, Bloomberg. Of course, keeps track of people's forecasts. David Cole, who works for Julius Bayer Group, yeah, we spoke to him top, this morning. Top forecaster says the yen could go past 105. Yeah, he was on this morning. He was brilliant. Yeah. Rachel Wurstban, our executive producer, demanded Mr. Cole come on from Julius Bear. And, I mean, there's a media inflammatory idea of sub-100, you know, these benchmarks. But the inertial mass to drive the yen, the force of money to drive the yen 108, 106, to Cole's 105 or lower, where does that money come from? 
to bid up yen in, in price. I think it's speculation. There's a small chance that it could be uh, Japanese corporations repatriating a, a great deal of, of money because they're afraid of the global situation. I don't really see that in any of the data, but for the most part, it does seem like it's uh, speculator-driven. You think in six months we start going the other way. What happens if you're wrong? Um, a lot of people saying you, you look at the yen right now and it's the death of Abenomics. Yeah, I think the death of Abenomics is greatly overstated. Uh, it's still uh, the same guys in charge and with the same motivation to get themselves out of the situation they've been in before of a, of a very strong yen and, and deflation. Kuroda is not going anywhere. He probably they're probably going to ease further, um, and maybe surprisingly further. He's always surprised us in the past, so I guess we shouldn't uh, um, be be surprised if he surprises us again um, at the next BOJ meeting. And in the meantime, the Federal Reserve is going to be hiking rates faster than at least the derivatives markets expects, uh, in our view. And uh, so that should any sort of signal of either one of those things happening could send the, the yen into a very much more weakening mode quickly. Well, what does Kuroda do? Well, um, yeah, we don't think he can cut rates further, although he, he might. But uh, I think m- most everyone is talking more about uh, ETFs and buying more ETFs. They've been buying $3.5 trillion a year on you know, they have this policy called QQE, qualitative and quantitative easing. And buying ETFs was part of the qualitative uh, aspect. Um, but they might move it more towards the quantitative aspect. I mean, they didn't really do it before for monetary policy reasons. They were buying ETFs in order to uh, show the country and investors that uh, risks are worth taking and uh, to try to boost um, optimistic sentiment in the country. Mm-hmm. But now they might move it towards the other queue. And, <clears throat> you know, talk about some real money. Some people are talking about $10 trillion. Uh, yen uh, per year, which of, is of what? Uh, buying ETFs. So that would be. Are those ETFs gold? Are they equities? Oh, no, what equities, are they? equities. They've always been buying equities, yeah. They're buying stocks. Yes, they've been buying stocks for many years now. The bank. For a, for a, symical, for a, for a symbolic. So the, sim- the symbolism here would be Janet Yellen buying shares in Colgate Palmolive. Uh, they buy ETFs, which is. Which would have Colgate Palmolive in them, General Electric, etc. Yes. I, I don't get it. My, I, Michael Barr, was this in your economic textbooks? No, it was not. <laughs> okay, okay, I want to make clear on that. We're going to come back with John Vale on Japan. Futures up 15. This is, folks, this just gets stranger. From August of 07, this gets stranger every single day. All right, time now for Michael Barr and the latest news headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Senator Bernie Sanders says Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign has decided to go negative against him after his recent string of primary season victories. Sanders tells MSNBC that he's encouraging Clinton to get back to the issues. Sanders is defending speaking out harshly against Clinton, saying we've got to fight back against statements that she's made. Pope Francis has released a 256-page document today telling Catholics that individual conscience should be the guiding principle for them concerning issues such as sex, marriage, and family life. Authorities are still looking for an accused killer who escaped Wednesday night from a psychiatric hospital south of Tacoma, Washington. 
Police believe Anthony Garver bought a bus ticket from Seattle to Spokane. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom. And Michael, uh, thanks so much. Let's look at uh, foreign exchange right now. DXY dollar, slightly weaker this morning. Yen, 108.79 euro, 113.80. We are with John Vale, Nico Asset Management, on the struggles of Japan. It's Bloomberg Surveillance. Market Drivers brought to you by Bank of America Merrill Lynch's Global Cash Management Solutions, helping you manage, protect, and invest your global cash wherever the road to growth leads. That's the power of Global Connections. Bank of America, North America, member FDIC. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. The Bloomberg Futures Report is brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts at low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures are higher, signaling the S&P 500 will rebound from its worst decline in six weeks as a rally in crude prices boosts energy producers. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up 15 points. Dow E-mini futures up 105. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 32. The DAX in Germany is up 1.3 percent. Ten-year Treasury down 10.30 seconds. The yield 1.72 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.71 percent. NYMEX crude oil is up 5.5% or $2.05 to $39.30 a barrel. COMEX gold is down to tenths percent or $2.80 to $12.34.50 an ounce. The euro, $1.1386. The yen, 108.85. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Mosco, thank you very much. John Vale is with Nico Asset Management. He's a chief global strategist there. And uh, they're having to come up with some new strategies in Japan with the yen. Now, at the moment, at 108.85, it does uh, seem to have weakened. Um, I guess that's an, we can call it, Tom, significantly at this point from yesterday when we were down in uh, briefly 107. Uh, but uh, some would say this is uh, just a, you know, a temporary a blip in a long-run decline for Japan because the birth rate there has fallen below the death rate, and the country has no labor force growth, and with productivity falling as well, they can do all they want in terms of trying to stimulate an economy, but fundamentally, it's just not going to be able to grow. Well, uh, there are a lot of things you can do, and obviously, the third arrow of of Abenomics is reform and economic reform, and he's done some good things there. Some people say it's a a, a complete uh, waste of time, but it's not true. It's done very, it's done very good things, especially on the corporate tax rates and incentivizing companies to invest and to return capital to shareholders. And uh, compared to what Japan was like when I was there uh, before Abe, uh, it's definitely a much more dynamic country uh, with much more optimism. But yes, it's always going to be a slow-growing country. Um, if it grows one percent, that's good news. Um, and uh, because their population is de- declining, in fact, their GDP per capita, I think, has been growing faster mm-hmm. than the U.S.'s has been. Uh, so uh, it's not all bad news. And, of course, with the declining population, they're trying to offset it with robots and increasing the female participation ratio. And certainly there's some progress there. Well, there's got to be some cultural changes then. If you're going to get more women in the workforce, are they ever going to allow immigrants in? 
Well, they are allowing uh, immigrants in if they're skilled. They just don't want unskilled uh, immigrants to come in, although that might change with time given the labor shortage coming up. But, of course, they'll be very selective about who they uh, want to come in. They want them to speak Japanese, which is, I guess, logical, but it's hard to find a lot of people. But there are tens of thousands of uh, Indonesian nurses and whatnot who are learning Japanese and, and, and getting licensed uh, in Japan. Help us with the stereotype we have. We look at Mr. Abe and others through an international prism. I mean, we're a global show, coast to coast. Um, there's states I've never been to. But my prism of Tokyo is literally, Mike, six blocks of Tokyo plus a skyscraper where they film Lost in Translation. <laughs> so like Osaka and Kyoto, the Kansai region, Abe has a whole domestic calculus he has to deal with. Fold his domestic mathematics now into the international economics of yen or Abenomics. Well, uh, I think it's pretty uh, straightforward in that he wants a weaker yen to boost the whole national economy, not just Tokyo, like you say. It's a big country. It's one of the largest countries in the world. And its uh, regions have been suffering for um, ages as there's been hollowing out of Japan. It's one reason why they really do want a, a weaker yen is to stop the hollowing out. It's the regions that have been hurt the most of that. Tokyo's population is still growing, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. It's just the rest of the country is, is, uh, is shrinking. And so, yes, and of course he's got an election coming up um, uh, in uh, July. And it's still a question whether it will be for the um, Senate and the Congress or just for the Senate. But he desperately wants a, a higher uh, proportion of the votes in the uh, Senate, which is called the upper house in Japan, so that he can uh, have, have more reforms passed. He's also quite interested in, in you know, the, the uh, national defense aspect, too. And with North Korea um, looking at a more dangerous situation now, um, he might get some uh, some support for right. being a little bit more defensive. What will you write about, study about, think about through the month of April after what we witnessed yesterday? What's the thing you're focused on within the news flow out of Japan? Is it just bulk economic data? You just need to see if if they slip further into recession and slow down, or is it yen dynamics or is it debt dynamics? What's the thing you're focused on? Well, I think the BOJ is always important, but we are going to have some pretty big news items coming up. Japan is hosting the G7 conference in May. And one reason why the speculators are attacking the currency now is that they think that Abe will delay announcing this fiscal stimulus, which is going to be the G7 communique's conclusion, until after May. So that he's sort of in a lull period before that, and he can't announce a big uh, stimulus package now to to counter the uh, stronger yen. Um, but along with that, he's probably going to delay the VAT hike, which is uh, scheduled to happen uh, next year, uh, as a form of fiscal stimulus. Instead of being fiscally uh, conservative, they're going by raising the VAT. They're going to stop um, that process. So there's going to be some pretty big news on that front. Um, corporate earnings are obviously coming up pretty soon. We'll be watching those pretty carefully. 
Uh, so it's uh, there are a lot of things uh, that are going to be very crucial to watch okay. for Japan. John, thanks. It was a great briefing, particularly on the domestic aspects of Japan. Again, the yen 108.78. Mike, I don't see market fallout from Bill Dudley's comments. No, Some of the headlines are surprising, but... I mean, let's be blunt. He didn't move the markets. He right? was relatively dovish, yeah. but uh, it, it didn't change the perception of where the Fed is. Hey, we want to do a shout-out to our buddy Chuck Todd from NBC's Meet the Press. It is his birthday today. It so is. Happy birthday. I wonder if he'll get Chuck. birthday greetings from Mr. Trump or Mr. Uh, Sanders. That's a good question. I don't know. Bloomberg Surveillance. Stay with us. We are counting you down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.